The Harley rumbled to a stop as Julius pulled into a dirt parking lot. The scent of fresh rain mixed with musky swamp mud filled the early spring air. I hopped off the back and removed my helmet, shaking out my long, dark hair. Directly in front of us, I spotted an old airboat tied to a dock on the bayou, and to the right, there was a weathered shack with a sign that read, Swamp Witch. Friend of yours? I asked my boyfriend, who just happened to be a witch himself. He wrapped his arm around my shoulders and leaned in, kissing me on the temple. Not yet, but if this witch has a cold soda in there somewhere, he or she is going to be my new BFF. BFF? I laughed. Since when have you joined the 21st century? Since I hooked up with you. He grinned and tugged me toward the fuchsia-colored door. Julius had lived his formative years back in the early 1900s. After his unfortunate demise at the hands of a fellow witch, he spent the next 90 or so years as a ghost. Luckily for both of us, he'd recently made his way back to the living with a little help from B, the former New Orleans coven leader. Now he worked for the Witches' Council, dealing with abnormal paranormal activity. But not this week. We were on an extended weekend getaway in Mayhem, Louisiana. The small bayou town was south of New Orleans and off the beaten path, perfect for riding the Harley and exploring places like the Swamp Witch. After you, Julia said, opening the door for me. A bell that sounded suspiciously like a bamboo wind chime whispered through the sage-scented shop. I weaved my way through narrow aisles filled with herbs, chicken feet, incense, candles, and dusty bottles of potions, until I came to a display of brightly colored voodoo dolls. I pointed at the purple one marked Fire, Bacne, and Cauldron Bubble. Bacne, I said out loud and then chuckled, reaching for it. A voodoo doll to produce back acne was evil and hilarious all at the same time. I wouldn't touch that if I were you. A woman wearing a lime green peasant skirt and form-fitting tank strolled toward me. Her wide, honey-colored eyes crinkled at the corners as she sent me a welcoming smile. She inclined her head, indicating the voodoo dolls. They're a little more potent than I'd expected. You're saying if I pick one up, I might get voodooed, I asked, snatching my hand back. A sharp pain stabbed me in the shoulder blades, and a glass jar smashed on the old wood floor right behind me. I turned, gasping out, Oh no, I'm so sorry. It's all right, I can. No. I was already bending over to pick up the pieces of the shattered jar, but just before my fingers closed over the lid, the shop owner called, Pergamentum! The pieces swirled up into a spiral and shot across the room, landing in a large wastebasket. I stood and wiped imaginary dust from my jeans. Well, that was handy. She was already headed toward the register area, shaking her head and muttering something unintelligible to herself. Julius glanced between me and the witch, then cleared his throat as he followed her across the store. Excuse me. She glanced up, her brow furrowed. Yes? Can I pay for whatever it is my girlfriend just accidentally broke? He asked, already reaching for his wallet. Oh, no. She waved a hand and grabbed another empty mason jar from the shelf behind her. That wouldn't be fair, since it was Red's fault. I glanced around the shop, seeing nothing but overcrowded shelves and dust particles floating in the sunlight. Red? Julius asked. She just smiled as she placed the unopened jar in the middle of the counter. Closing her eyes, she raised her hands and chanted in a language I didn't understand. Haitian, I guessed. A warm wind whistled eerily through the shop, raising the fine hairs on my arms. 
I glanced behind us, noting the flicker of the candles. Julius slipped his arm around my waist, pulling me close as the wind intensified and whipped a strand of my dark hair over my eyes. I clutched Julius's arm as the floor started to tremble while glass jars on the shelves rattled together. The door burst open, followed by all the wind being sucked out of the room. The door slammed shut, making me jump slightly as everything went silent. What? I clamped my mouth shut when red smoke materialized in front of us, curling and twisting into the empty jar still sitting on the counter. The shop witch's eyes popped open and she slowly lowered her arms, keeping them straight out and her palms flat as if she were forcing the smoke into the jar. I stared, fascinated. The smoke coiled inside, resembling a rope, until it was all there, pulsing slightly inside the glass. Feeny! The witch slapped her hands down on the counter, and the lid flew up in the air, landing on the mason jar.